0: Welcome, Welcome to the Bacon Games Sports Pod, Your source for the latest on baseball, <laughs> football, and whatever else he feels like talking about. Get, Get, ready. Ready. Get ready. Here is your host, Jesse. Hey, what's up guys? Um, it's me, Jesse, here. Uh, just a quick little update on what I've been doing over the past few weeks without releasing an episode of the podcast. Um, I've been pretty sick uh, over the past two weeks, and I've had a few interviews that were lined up that I was supposed to do and I couldn't really do. We couldn't find a great time to reschedule them. So hopefully, I will be doing two episodes this week: one baseball, one football. Um, if the football one doesn't work out, or the baseball one doesn't work out, even. Um, I'll, I'll try and fill in with my own opinions on what we were going to be talking about. I, I think that should be enough, but I should definitely have two episodes out this next week. I want to say either like Monday, Tuesday for one, and then Wednesday, Tuesday for the other, or possibly move one of those to the weekend. Um, but there should be two out next week. And I think that's pretty important because, uh, NFL free agency starts, on uh, um, Wednesday, the 18th of March, uh, right before I think March Madness starts. Um, And, like, the tampering period is this, i think it starts on the 16th, a few days before um, Free Agency actually starts, so we'll be definitely—we will definitely be hearing rumors about where players are going at that time. And with that in mind, um, there have been some cuts and some things that have changed that I will probably have to deal with and update my top Free Agent rankings, and I'll do that this week for sure before Free Agency starts up. I want to get a nice fresh list out there, so that'll be something that I'll be posting about for sure. Um... There are a few other things I want to talk about as well. I've been working, you know, just because I haven't been doing podcast stuff doesn't mean I haven't been doing other things related to the website or generally into podcasting. I was on two podcasts I think over the past two weeks. Hopefully, those episodes will be out um, in the near future, and uh, you can check me out over there for some things I uh, talk about. That it isn't one of them kind of relates to sports, but not really. I think it's a more general discussion on other issues as well as sports. That'll be kind of fun once that comes out. And there should be one coming out soon, which was one of my first podcast interviews just about my life and uh, what it's like living in uh, the NYC area. Okay, Uh, anyway, moving on. Okay, so the first thing I wanted to talk about on the pod is I've been doing a lot of film review for a good amount of prospects. I have about 30 players that I've done full and complete film review for. I'm trying to knock out at least one every day on the weekends, uh, like yesterday and today, I'm trying to knock out like two or three. Um, I was able to do three today, finish up my wide receiver or like my top 10, top 11 wide receivers. Um, but that's, that's something that I've been, I've been working pretty hard that doesn't really come across great in a podcast, uh, setting. I could give like a nice little excerpt of one of the guys I have, which I think is something I'll do. Um, I recently watched some Derek Brown film, and this is what I had to say about him in a short little snippet. Um, I think he's really great getting off... This is me quoting myself uh, in my writing, my little notes. It says, really great getting uh, off the ball, like Josh Allen level shit. Uh, was double teamed on like 99% of the plays, even triple teamed at times. Was a bit inconsistent at times, but I thought he showed good power. Um, against Florida, he was always getting double no matter what. Good strength and pass rush ability. Playing 3-4 end against Florida and playing well even as a pass rusher and just generally moving around guys. I uh, had a really silky smooth move on the edge of Florida with one minute left to go in the second corner, Strip Sack, which, um, sorry, Strip Sack, what a game he's having for Florida, the best film I've ever seen so far, get at me, uh, so that was just like an excerpt about Florida and about him generally, um, just kind of, if you want to get into my process or my note taking on some of these guys, that's what I wrote down for his film on Florida and just like a little bit generally about how I feel, um, so that was just for Derek Brown, I have... Oh my god, I have so much notes. I did Geno Stone accidentally twice, which is kind of funny, but, like, whatever. I have, I want to say, like, pages on pages of notes for some of these guys. I probably went a bit too overboard with, like, noting every single thing ever he did or a player did on every single play, which is fine. I think I could do that um, if I wanted to, like, re-look, relook or look over some of my notes without going back to the film specifically. That's probably good for, but I'm not sure I'll do that. I think I just need a general overview from my notes that I'll, I'll have to write up for myself so I can judge these prospects once they're taken or, or where they go on my big board. Um, I also have been looking and reading pretty extensively the PFF guide to the NFL draft. Um, I, I do, again, and I think I've said this multiple times, I do feel semi like a PFF alkylate in a way. Um, I like when things are truncated to data. It's, it's very helpful. But obviously, data isn't a replacement for film, and that's why I'm going through all these film or all this film of the different guys that I'm looking at, especially guys I put in my top uh, mock drafts, at least, or my top 30 picks, my top uh, mock drafts. Um, So, yeah, I've been doing a lot of that. I've been reading the PFF stuff in conjunction with watching the film, because I think it's a good way to balance stuff out, because I can't access all the film, and I can't access all 22 of all the films, which is really annoying, because the all 22 is probably the best way to look at all these athletes. Um so that's been a little different. Um just some things that I'm doing. This is this is one thing that I've been doing. Another thing that I've been doing which is a pretty huge project. I'll get into that in a minute. It's about the NFL draft which is god um uh, and a month and 15 days from now I think it starts the 18th or the 20th, right? Um so so I wanted to do this this project that I'll get into real quick. Okay, so another project I've been working on that was is very similar to when I did my Emily project on going from First to Worst and Worst to First uh, teams, which I published, I think, about a month ago, which I think is pretty cool. If you want to check that out, it's on the Baking Games website. Um, this is, like, another project that I'm doing, except it's for the NFL draft. I want to get it done, hopefully, before the NFL draft and publish my findings on what I'm doing probably every day-ish. Anyway, let's get into what I'm actually doing. So um, I'm looking at all the drafts from 1997 to the present. I'm going to try and organize them and present some kind of... I call it pretty flimsy data because it's my own opinion, but some kind of data on the different day picks um, that, that that teams have. So, so basically what I'm doing is I'm organizing uh, all the day one picks, which is round one, all the day two picks, which is round two and three, and all the day three picks, which is rounds four through seven, the rest of the draft. I'm trying to look at every player that was drafted in each draft, and um, I'm going to assign them if they were... Relevant in rounds two through seven, I'm going to make a note and write a little bit about them, what they did. Just some very basic stats just to show you that they actually contributed in the league. And I'm going to assign them a rating, like a star, a pro plus, pro minus, a bust, stuff like that. Um, Basically, I want to look at where these guys have been taken in each draft, especially from 1997 to 2012, because that's a good big section of the nfl which it it all it has 30 teams in it every 30 teams drafted in each one of these drafts it's pretty modern 97 is a little far back that's like 20 over 20 years ago but it's 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 a good base to like go off of i want to have enough data 15 years seems like a pretty good amount of data and i don't want to use anything past 2012 because there are a lot of guys in 2012 even and 2013 onwards that are still playing the nfl and still possibly could be considered good in their career but we don't we just don't know right so basically, what I'm doing is I'm going through each draft pick. I'm noting them in three different spreadsheets to see if they were good or not, and then I'm going to try and put them on like an aggregate or put them into a, a an easy easy to identify place. So like if I I'm looking at like a draft pick like right now, like Mike Vrabel was taken in 1997 with the 91st pick in the third round. Um, I'd like to know if what the 91st pick in each draft is going forward and see how if that's like a good spot if like rounds two through three actually has, like, a lot of good players taken, or if it's really just, like, the first round that has a majority of the good players. And then I want to check out four through seven, see if there are players who can contribute or who are even really good um, in later rounds. And I want to just look and see if you, can, if you can really find good players later or if you can find players who you know, are valuable in those kind of rounds, even if they aren't great or even that good. It's just, like, valuable enough players that are pros have been good for a while or good enough for a while that will make rosters and contribute to teams. So I just thought it's interesting. I, the reason why I did this is because I saw people were kind of ignoring, you know, the Jalen deal. Um, we get, The Jaguars got a fourth-round pick out of that. And I was like, is a fourth-round pick worth it? Will we actually possibly get someone good? And going through the data, I've gone through about five or six years so far. I think there are good players, especially in the fourth round. I mean, fourth-round has almost a comparative number of good players as the third round sometimes um i just i just didn't like the fact that that was minimized and i want to present the fourth round the fifth round the sixth round the seventh round and the second round and the third round in context for where good players actually come from and i know there are a lot of good players that come undrafted but i i can't really get into that since especially since we're going into the nfl draft i want to look at just the players who are drafted you know just just speaking specifically on that um, but anyway, I, I want to look and see if, you know, third round picks and fourth round picks are valuable, especially when we deal with like trade capital, like we're not talking at all about how the fourth round pick and the Jalen deal. And it's entirely possible. Like one of the best players that the Jaguars get in that deal was in the fourth round. It, it's definitely possible. Um, I'm going to split up the categories, um, for each year. I'm going to have like pro bowl players who made pro bowls and then players who are just never made pro bowls, but were taken in that round that I think, were good enough to be mentioned on, on this documentation. And I'll go through, we'll do, we'll crunch the numbers, we'll, uh, even though I didn't write about players who were bust in those later rounds, or not even busts, just not good players in those rounds, because you can't really be a bust in, like, the fourth round onward, right? You can probably be a bust in the second round or third round, but I, I didn't note that. I'm just going to look at how many players were taken there, and then how many players I marked down on my sheet, and then just subtract it, and then those players will be, you know, the not good players from those rounds. And you can see, or hopefully we can identify that, like, I don't know, 25% of players were pro status like they actually made it onto a team and stayed on a team for a while and were useful and then what percentage of players were like stars or which players were like pro pluses and pro minuses and stuff like that and this is my own subjective rating right raking right it's it's not going to be perfect but i want to show all my data so i'm going to be publishing probably maybe in the next few days if i if i really feel confident about this data how how i begun how i've begun collecting it and I'll i'll write up something on the website for sure doing a better job of explaining it than I am right now, because I feel like I'm a a little bit rambly, Um, but I hope hope this gets across a correct message, or a smart message, or a profound message, whatever, Um, a good enough message to describe what I'm going to be doing, and this is something I've been working on pretty hard for the past, like, week, Um, hopefully I'll get it out next week, or the week after that, at least, probably before the end of the month, but God, when March Madness comes up, I'm definitely gonna be posting a lot about that, even though I know nothing about college basketball, I'll be watching a lot of it, and just probably like posting about it and posting my brackets and stuff just to see. Because I, I actually won March Madness like two times over the past five years, mostly because of luck, but you know, still won it. Still might be cool to hear my opinion because I go pretty hard the week before. I just think it's really fun. Anyway, this is getting on a tangent thing, but just I want to keep you guys updated about what I'm doing while I'm not doing the podcast, right? I'm working on Film analysis for NFL draft prospects. I'm working on this other big project. I'm also working on my baseball rankings and doing mock drafts. You can actually check me out on Twitch. Um, I do live mock drafts on there. I've done it a few times. I'm probably going to do it some more this week, especially as my voice is coming back because I'm no longer sick. I can get back into it. Um, that's something you should keep like an eye out for. But I just wanted to tell you guys what I'm doing while I'm not doing podcasts because I am doing a lot of other stuff that I think would be interesting. Yeah, my, um, I think my Twitch handle, I actually don't have it pulled up, my Twitch handle should be, like, S 12 or something like that, I'm just gonna look it up real quick, if you, if you bear with me for, like, two seconds, you can follow me at Twitch, at, uh, yeah, Slayer, which is, you know, the long version of Soul. it's just E-S-S-E-J-T-H-E-S-L-A-Y-E-R, and you could find me, I post every time I'm going on Twitch, on my Twitter, so you can just... Follow along on my Twitter for my Twitch. It's pretty easy to figure out. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to give you guys a quick update, and I think that's it. Um, maybe I'll go over some like quick headlines, just my quick thoughts on some things over the past week, just to keep you guys fresh and informed on how I feel about certain things. Yeah, I'll probably do that real quick, that, and then we'll end the pod. Okay. Okay, so after that long diatribe about what I've been doing, I'll just go through some quick uh, Roto-World newsfeed headlines over the past like week and give my quick thoughts on some of them that I find interesting. Um, ESPN's Rich... Samini? Smini reports that Jets are showing interest in free agent Byron Jones. He's my top non-QB free agent I think currently. Um so whatever amount of money it looks like 12 million, oh, I'm sorry. It, it looks like a good amount of money possibly would be sufficient to get Jones. I think he could be worth anywhere from 12 to 15 um a year and a lot of that probably should be um conf- I was going to say confirmed, but that's not what it, guaranteed, jeez. All of that should be guaranteed. That that's probably the best way to do. It. He's young and he's good. I would guarantee a lot of that front-loaded, for sure. Um, There's some stuff about Tom Brady, possibly going back to the Patriots. I think they just started their talks. Um, That's going to be kept pretty tight under wraps, I would imagine. So this all seems like real big speculation. I still eh, have, like, a... There's, like, a plurality, so, like, 40% chance that Brady goes back. And then, like, I guess, like, a 60% chance of going to other teams. So, like, he's probably going to go back to the Patriots, I would think, But, um, you know, anything's possible. If a team is able to come after him in, like, a little bit before the tampering period, like a few days from now even, then you'll probably consider going somewhere else. Um, This is interesting, and I I must have just missed it. I was tweeted at 8.30 in the morning. That's probably why. Um, But Laramie Tunsil um, apparently is recovering from labrum surgery, and he played through most of last year with a torn labrum. He's expected to be back um, before training camp, but is going to sit out OTAs. That's pretty interesting. Um... I didn't really even hear about that, but it's pretty interesting. Um, a DJ Reader probably won't be re-signed uh, to the Texans. I get that. He's going to earn a lot in free agency, so I would expect him to get out of there and get some money from a cash-strapped team. Yeah. Um, Dak, I think everyone saw that offer that he, or the, the Dallas Cowboys reportedly tried to give him, $33 million annually with $105 million guaranteed. Seems like a pretty good deal. I might want to take that if I was Dak. I don't know. Um, Let's see. There's some news about Trent Williams. Um, He's getting traded. I just think it depends on what the asking price is, but you should be able to get him for, like, a first-rounder. They should be able to get... You can definitely get him for a first-rounder, for sure. I think the Redskins would would take that heartbeat, but I think I tweeted about probably a second-rounder and, like, a fifth or a sixth to get him or maybe a second-rounder and, like, a fourth the next year could get it done, I think. I think that should be enough for the Redskins who are certainly building for the future. And Chuck Williams is not too old where he wouldn't make a pretty good impact on, on some lying, needy teams, which I think is most teams in the NFL. So yeah, um, he'd be pretty cool to get on a team that has draft capital to do it. There are teams like the Colts, I think the Jaguars. Well, the Jaguars aren't really competing, so probably not them. But they have a lot of draft capital. But like the Colts, Tampa Bay, um, they are good teams with good draft capital that could want this guy and and um, actually use him to try and make a playoff push. Yeah, for sure all right, keep scrolling through this thing, um, Mariota NFL Network's Follower reports that the Raiders are interested in Mariota, any team that has, like, a pretty solid quarterback or someone they want to bring in for competition, um, (laughs) the Bears maybe, (laughs) I don't know, um, would be pretty, pretty in line to sign Mariota, he's not going to go for a lot, if you lock him up for, like, a two-year deal for, like, eight million per, or, like, seven million per, that'd be pretty sweet, I think he would do something like that. Um, and he could be good with a different change of scenery. I don't know. I just knew he had to get out of Tennessee and Tannehill would be a million times better than him. That was just because I'm not an idiot. Um, I didn't. don't think I commented on the Austin Eckler deal. He got a four-year deal for $24.5 million. Seems pretty good. Um, he's not being signed like a top-level running back, and he very well could be, very well has been the past few years. So uh, rolling with him and Justin Jackson in uh, Los Angeles, excuse me. I keep wanting to say San Diego. I'll probably say that until I die. Um yeah so I I think this is a pretty good deal. Um Eckler definitely take the money for sure, but he's definitely been well worth more than that. I'm, I'm obviously someone who is in the camp of not paying RB's, but this is really isn't that much for a guy who could be a top 10 easy running back and he's only 24 years old. It's a, it's like a no uh, no brainer for me for sure. Um looks like Sheriff, this was on the 6, Brandon Sheriff 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 Brandon Sheriff. Um the Redskins are working to lock him up. Uh, to a long-term deal, so you might hit the market. I would do that for sure. Uh, we all know about the Quentin Williams news, right? He was arrested after trying to board a flight with a handgun. Apparently, he and his girlfriend were trying to board a flight. Um, and I think this should be resolved pretty pretty fast. Um, they have permits in Alabama, but that doesn't transfer over uh, into New York. You have to have a, a New York permit to carry that, especially going on a plane. It's just kind of like stupid mistakes. Um, he seems like a really nice guy. I wouldn't. I don't know that's not like a good defense for like committing criminal activity but like he this wasn't really like that huge of a deal although it could have been um I think he'll be fine I don't think this is much of an issue but it was something to know for sure um let's see what else do we have um Amari Cooper wants to be a cowboy for life sure you do Deshaun Jackson is supposed to be back to 100% by next year sure he will be Jesus Christ, Jason Peters is gonna t- test the open market. He's thirty eight years old. The Eagles drafted a replacement in Andre Dillard last year, so I get why they're letting him go. But I mean, Jason Peters is Jason Peters. Uh, honestly, if you don't want to trade for Trent Williams, sign Jason Peters for like one year and roll with it. Try make the playoffs. Fine by me. So you should do honestly probably. um, Smy reports that Clowney is gonna be a free agent. Oh, I'm sorry, SNI reports that the Giants are interested in Clowney. Sure, the Jets should be interested in him too. <laughs> like I don't know, a lot of teams should be interested in him. I don't understand um, let's see, what else do we have, Nick Mullins signed a one-year deal, uh, that's cool, the Jets are making every effort to sign Robbie Anderson, no, I know these news items are old, but I just want to give you my quick opinion, like, this is from the 5th, um, yeah, the Jets should lock up Robbie Anderson and actually use him to his full capacity as a downfield receiver, I don't know, uh, I guess take into a little bit longer discussion on the Jets, Sam Darnold really needs to step it up this year, um, I'm still a believer, I think, but what, this is going into his third, third year? Baker was two years, right? He was in the Baker year. He was the th- Baker was number one. He was number three or four, right? Um, yeah, he really needs to step up this year um, and actually show that he can be a pretty good quarterback um, or a good quarterback. He, he's he got players around him that are, aren't are bad. <laughs> like, Le'Veon Bell's good. Robbie Anderson's good. I think Quincy Anuma can be fine. Um, they have a good tight end in Chris Herndon. Hopefully, the offensive line wasn't very good, but that's something that the Jets shouldn't brew on for sure this year. So he's got to show something this year, absolutely. Um and that's just another longer discussion on on the Jets. I'm I'm, I was definitely disheartened last year with what I thought was going to be progress from Darnold. Anyway, um, moving on. What else we got? I'm not going to comment on the CBA until I. I mean, I know the players are voting on it. Uh, I I I'd like to have, have a lot more information before I just comment on that pretty flippantly. Um, let's see. The Lions could be interested in Lashawn McCoy. That's cool. Um, Melvin Gordon is going to test the free agent market. Yeah. he he 100% should, I don't, <laughs> what, like, of, of, of course he will, he's not going back to the Chargers, especially after the deal they gave to Eckler, um, but if you can get him, with all the hype surrounding Derrick Henry, um, Melvin Gordon might not be that bad of a, a, a fallback option, or even just an option you can go after earlier, or or more fervently, because he's going to command way less on the open market, yeah, they should a um, 100%, people should just sign Melvin Gordon instead of Derrick Henry, it's going to be less, if, if it's less money, then you should do it easily, um, there was a report that levate Vitai, I don't know, the 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 Eagles uh, tackle, offensive tackle Vitae, he's expected to get a lot of money, which is weird because he's never really been that good and not much of a starter. I find that pretty interesting. Um, what else we got? I made comments on the Panthers trade. Just go a few more pages or one more page, as see what it is. And then I'll do, um, then I'll do some baseball stuff because there's been... Way too much stuff happening in baseball land for me to keep up with. It'll be a good refresher for me as well. Um there is a report that the Jaguars are not sharpening Nick Foles. I definitely made a comment on that. I make a comment about every Jaguars issue. Um and he, yeah, Nick Foles definitely is gonna get traded. Um and it, well, not that he's definitely gonna get traded, but he is not going to be the starter next year and the Jaguars are definitely shopping him. That's just unquestionably true. Even if you even if you don't hear that in the uh <laughs> the media. All right, is there anything else? Um, Muhammad Wilkerson was arrested for DWI, possession of marijuana and paraphernalia. That's cool. Um, That's great. Good for him. Um, The Patriots are expected to pick up McCourty's team option, Jason McCourty's team option. That's interesting. I talked about the franchise tags for a few guys, right? I don't think that can be official for... When do you actually actually start franchising tag people? I'm going to look that up real quick. Um, Fran franchise tag date yeah when when is the date um the original date was oh march 10th but because of the cba negotiations uh that's a whole nother bag of things i'm not gonna um okay so the tag should be coming within the next few days hopefully we'll see how the cba stuff goes i'm again i'm not gonna comment on that because i haven't read the i don't know if you can actually read the full agreement i know there was stuff about veterans like established veterans like aaron Rodgers being against the deal but i think a lot of guys who you know the nfl average um you know length that you're in the league is only three years i think it benefits a lot of those guys there's stuff about not being suspended for marijuana use and the drug abuse um policy of the nfl which i think is pretty significant but i think the older players who are more established who are trying to fight on longer are thinking that they can get better um concessions from the owners like i think medical for life was one of them that aaron Rodgers possibly mentioned i think that's unconfirmed for me i'm not sure if that actually happened but that's what i thought i saw um, so I think the older guys are waiting to get better benefits, but the younger guys want, I think it's probably higher salaries, higher veteran minimum salaries. I think they want the substance abuse thing to kick in, but I think there's also discussions about extending the league, right? The uh, league year, which is a whole nother bag of tricks. I, I got to look into it more. Um, I got to look into it more. Yeah. I just got to look into it more. But anyway, that's my stuff on the quick NFL news over the past week or like a little bit less than the week, like the past few days. Sugar should give some comment on this podcast at least rather than just like a complete update. Um now i will do some baseball stuff. Oh my god, there's so much baseball stuff. I I feel like I'm just going to like run down an injury list and 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 check out who who's injured and who's not injured. I'll, I'll do that real quick. So obviously there's a lot and there's a lot of guys still coming back talking about the MLB. There's a lot of guys still coming back from injuries they suffered last year in the offseason season that you know are on this injury list, but I'm going to go down and note some of the more questionable um stuff from the, the guys that are hurt. Um let's uh let's let's dig into into some of these guys some of the more important guys i'm gonna go alphabetically because that's i'm using cbs.com um that's the way that i think is it's the best way to do it if you go by daily there's so much useless information there and it's really hard to like categorize and and look at it like appropriately so let's just do this real quick i'll look at the bigger players um there was a report on sunday march 1st um that mike Leake is questionable for the start of season uh, whatever we'll see um that's for arizona for atlanta Um, it looks like Cole Hamels is expected to be out till May 10th. That was updated on March 3rd. Um, Chris Martin is probable for the start of the season. Boston, Trey Mancini has an illness. He's questionable for the start of the season. That was actually today. And I I saw a little bit of that yesterday. There's a lot of guys who are coming down with illnesses that I've noticed come up in my, uh, in my feed, in my Twitter feed from, um, pretty reputable sources. Uh, it's interesting, but it, you know, it is flu season and stuff like that. And it is, you know, a pretty early spring So, you know, a lot of that stuff is coming out, a lot of allergies even, too, or a lot of just, you know, diseases that, um, (laughs) like, you know, spring diseases are coming out pretty early. So, anyway, moving on. Um, Mitch Moreland is probable for the start of the season. This is Boston. Chris is expected to be out until at least May 1st. I don't know what's going to happen with Chris He He, you know, they were seeking an an extra opinion It doesn't sound like he is going to uh, need Tommy John, but that could be wrong. I should actually... Follow a link here and see if that's true or not, because I don't actually know. Uh it's the news. He yeah, okay, sorry. So he was dyson with a flexor strain. Yeah, we knew that. Um he sought the advice of Dr. James Andrews, which is never really a good sign, and Dr. Neil L our talk, I don't know. Um it's noted that his UCL is intact. Um, but god, I don't know. Sale is such a dicey option right now. you gotta drop him so far in my rankings for sure. Um, Alex Verdugo with his back is questionable start of the season. He still hasn't swung yet, I don't think. Um Pejoria, if you can imagine, or if you can <laughs> just reconcile that he's still on the roster, he's expected to be out until July 1st. Um Colin McHugh is expected to be out until April 15th, but he was signed by the Red Sox. Um, moving on. Yu Darvis has an illness. Again with the illness, we'll be seeing that pop up a bunch. Um he's probable for the start of the season, that was reported on today. Um for the White Sox. Gio Gonzalez is probable for the start of the season with a shoulder injury. Um, Carlos Rodon is expected to be out until at least August 1st, but we we knew that, obviously. Um, Cincinnati, Freddie Galvis it has a questionable diagnosis that was reported on Mar- on Thursday, March 5th. Um, he's probable for the start of the season. Nick Senzel is probable for the start of the season. Eugenio Suarez is actually coming along pretty well, and he's questionable for the start of the year, but I actually think I need to move him up my rankings, because I expected him to be out for, and, and miss the first month, I was thinking, or at least the month and a half, um, and if he comes back within the first week or two, he needs to be higher up on rankings for sure. If third base is pretty deep, you can you can fill in for the first two weeks for sure, um, while you're waiting for Ajoanio to get back. Okay, moving on. Um, Carlos Carrasco of uh, Cleveland. Um, he's probable for the start of the season. Clevenger is expected to be out till April fourteenth. I expect that to be longer, to be honest. Um, Clevenger's injury diagnosis isn't great. I'm not. Uh, I drafted him a few times in my mock drafts that I streamed, but I'm not super. um excited to draft him going forward. And Yahoo, he's, like, 45th overall. I would take him... There are other guys I would definitely take him from him more healthy for the start of the season, especially the starting pitchers, at least. So he's probably falling pretty pretty decently far in my rankings. Tyler Naquin's going to be out until April 15th. That's something that was reported on a few days ago. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was reported on a few days ago. That That's the continuing prognosis for him. Um, let's see... What else? Oh, Verlander, that happened a few, a few hours ago. Um, He's questionable for the start of the season's diagnosis, but it seemed to be just triceps or groin inflammation is what I saw. Well, we'll see how that plays out. But he, remember, he is 38, 39 years old, right? He's an old boy. Um, definitely monitor that for sure. He's going in the top 10, right? Um, Brad Peacock is questionable for the start of the year. Jordan Alvarez is probable for the start of the season. That's probably fine. I wouldn't worry about Jordan that much. Um, Jake Junis of Kansas City is questionable for the start of the year. That was reported on yesterday with a back injury. Adalberto Monesi is questionable for the start of the season, which I thought was addressed in the offseason. I thought he was going to be fine, but that's not true from what I'm seeing. I maybe I maybe I misread this when I actually look into it. Um He hopes to play in games next week. Yeah, I thought he should be coming back pretty fast, for sure. Okay. Um who else we have? Griffin Canning, that was bad. He's expected to be out until April seventeenth. He was one of the late round pitchers I was definitely looking forward to drafting, but injuries are gonna injury people, you know. Um, let's see what else we got for the Dodgers. Uh, Betts is probable with an illness. That's fine. Um, Justin Turner is probable for the season with a personal reason. I think he'll be fine. Jack Peterson with his hip injury is questionable to start. Justin May is questionable for the start of the year. Those are injuries I probably wouldn't worry about too much, but Jack Peterson's playing time. You know, if he, if he's questionable and doesn't play for like the first few weeks and there are are definitely other guys on the Dodgers that benefit guys like Pollock, um, it could keep him out of the lineup for a decent amount of time. And I actually saw, saw a report that he might be um demoted to start the year. He might start the year in uh triple A ball. I mean especially if he's injured, he'll probably he probably start down there and then you know he'll be on like a rehab assignment down there for a while. So that's good news for Pollock I would think and any other outfielders that are No it'd just be Pollock, right? In in the uh Dodgers outfield. I still think they should move Jack Peterson. It was such a good fit for him to go to the Twins. I was pretty upset when he when that deal fell through. Anyway, um we got a uh, Miami Jorge Alfaro has an oblique injury and he's probably for the start of the year. I'm not worried about that at all. Corey Kniebel, um, relief pitcher for Milwaukee, is expected to be out until May first. It's fine. Um, Byron Buxton, <laughs> shoulder injury, reported on Saturday, March seventh. <laughs> oh boy, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But he's probable for the start of the year. We um, you know Pineda suspended. R- Rich Hill, nothing's really changed. He's expected to be out until at least July tenth. Um, the Mets have some injuries. Mm, you know that's to be expected. Lowry is supposed to be coming back. Yoannis is supposed to be coming back, but they're both questionable designations. Um, and then we move on to the Yankees, which has a pretty decently sized list of guys who are hurt at the moment currently, who are stars. Um, Gary Sanchez has a back injury. Aaron Judge with the ribs, expects to be out until at least April 10th. Giancarlo with his calf injury, I think it was a grade one or whatever is a not, whatever is a pretty fine designation, but not a good way to start the year for sure for Giancarlo who's been injured like most of last year. I think he had 18 at-bats or some stupid shit like that last year. And then even the year before, right? He's questionable for the start of the season with his calf injury, so we'll see. Hicks is supposed to be out until July 1st. We all knew that. Severino's done. Paxton's out until the 25th of April. Honestly, deciding between taking Paxton at like 160 overall and Clevenger at like 50th, there's no question I'd take Paxton Um, just because they're getting back at very similar times in the draft. I'll so much better for Paxton. Um, For Oakland, AJ Puck is questionable for the start of the year. We knew that. I mean, that was, like, old-ish news, but I remember specifically hearing about that. Um, For the Phillies, we know McCutcheon's going to be out for the start of the season for sure. Um, No one really that other important from that team. Pittsburgh, Tyone is expected to be out for the entire season. We knew that, right? Yeah, we knew that. I knew that. (laughs) Um, Tommy Pham is supposed to be probable for the start of the season with a side injury. Uh, Tatis is injured. He's got an illness that was reported on the 5th of March. He should be fine for the regular season um what else we got tony watson is probable for sam fran that's good news because he could you know be in in uh, in talks for the closer position for sure but you want him to be ready for day one um seattle has mitch Haniger expected to be out until at least may 10th that's hmm, i would expect him to be out for longer than that i think um colton wong has a calf injury expecting to be probable for the start of the year andrew miller is questionable with an arm injury that's a guy i'm pretty low on now um uh, Miles Michaelis is expected to be out until at least April f- four- 15th, excuse me. When I thought he wasn't injured, he would have been a really good um yeah, he would have been a really good pitcher to grab late round for sure. There are some pretty good Cardinal pitchers besides Michaelis, who I think is still a pretty decent value for I don't know, going in the range of Paxton. Um Michaelis and oh god, who's the starting pitcher? Uh there was a rookie last year that did really well. Got, uh, I forget his name, but Dakota Hudson, that's his name. He's someone I would be interested in getting. He's going pretty late. And I know he's like one of those guys with the advanced metrics where like this guy should have been hit way harder. He should have been way worse. But, you know, if he can be in the Cardinals rotation and they're like a 90 win or anywhere from like an 80 win to a 90 win team, I'd be pretty encouraged to get someone like that on my team in the late rounds. Um, who else we got? No, Tasker Hernandez is probable for the start of the year. Um, Adam Eaton is probable for the start of the year with a hamstring injury that he suffered on the 7th. I think that's pretty much it um for injuries not much else to go on um i guess chris davis is crushing it in camp um the white Sox second base prospect who's blanking my blanking right now on him who he is uh isn't having a very hot spring and he might start in double uh, triple a which would be pretty disappointing because he's supposed to be a pretty big seal source, seals uh steel source um chris davis is a guy who's killing it his uh walk to right out ratio is like i don't think he has like 10 walks to four strikeouts or something like that it's pretty insane. Um, he put on a bunch of muscle, I think 25 pounds of muscle in the offseason, which I, I don't know why he needs that. He's always been a home run hitter, but um, that's something interesting to note. I actually, if you give me two seconds um, to go into my special database, blah, 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 blah. my sleepers for baseball 2020, I wrote down a few names. This is just the start of a list. I'm probably going to publish this list like a few days before the start of the year, just my sleepers and my deep guys who I think, maybe I'll publish it like a few while well, there's still drafts going on, um, but I keep a list of all guys that hear on like podcasts that I listen to during the day at work. I just keep notes on which guys I think are sleepers or deep guys that I should draft. Um, and last year, I think it worked out pretty well. I can go through them actually from last year too. I think that might be a fun exercise to do, right? Um, let me go to my 2019 folder. Oh, this is football. Um, I had it as names to put down on watch list. Okay. And I had some reasons. Okay. So let's, let's get into it for this year. Um, these are some guys that I heard uh, sleepers, are deep guys, actually, Chris Davis, Josh James, Ryan Mountcastle, CJ Krohn, who I pretty much agree with, he could be a 30 home run hitter in Detroit, probably not a lot of opportunities for 100 RBIs, but, you know, eight RBIs, 30 home runs, as, like, your utility guy that you can get way late, it's not a bad idea, um, Dylan Carson is a name, Trent Grisham, Franchi Cordero, um, a little bit skeptical on Cordero, um, Nick Madrigal, I think that's the second baseman, I'm pretty sure that's the second baseman, um, on, uh, the Chicago White Sox, shit, I should know that, whatever, uh, Corbin Burns is a guy, Luis Arias, who is gonna be a fifth starter, I think, for the Dodgers, that's something I'd be interested in, Clint Frazier, Clint Frazier, with all the injuries to the Yankees, he could be someone I'm looking forward to, oh wait, he's still on the Yankees, right, I think I only would have put that down if he was on the Yankees still, right, um, uh, yeah, he's on the Yankees, I'm not crazy, he was a pretty big prospect, uh, and, you know, whatever, Nick Solak is a guy that's on there, God, either Nick Magical or Nick Solak is the guy I'm talking about for the Chicago White Sox. I should know that, but anyway. Um, some sleepers, so these are guys that aren't, you know, super deep, but um, guys you should probably draft, like Ian Happ, Zach Gallen, Mark Canna, Alex Wood, Gio Urshela, K. uh, and Nate Lowe. Those are guys I had last year, just, just so far starting my list. There will definitely be a lot more added. Um, so that was for 2020. Now I just want to read to you the guys I had uh, for last year as my, these are mostly sleeper guys. Okay, I had Justice Sheffield. Louis Brinson, who did really well in spring training, Byron Buxton, Fernando Tatis Jr., Hunter Pence, Ad- Adam Ottavino, uh, Jesus Lizardo, Alex Reyes, Delano De Shields, Garrett Hampson, Trevor May, eh, saves guy, eh? Matt Stram, uh, Strom, excuse me, Jay Bruce, yeah, whatever, um, Steven Souza, Orlando Arcia, Jeff Samarja, Scott Kingery, Hunter Renfro, Justin Bohr, Bo Bruchette, eh? Sir Anthony Dominguez, eh, <laughs> Simon <O. laughs> Kang, not great ones, Annabelle Sanchez, Jose Ureña, CC Zabathia, Jacob Junis, uh, Gio Gonzalez, Ramon Laureano, haha, uh-huh, uh, and, uh, Ryan, Ryan McMahon, uh, Mc- yeah, McMahon, so those are some guys that I wrote down, I actually wrote down some notes, like, Byron Buxton's his name value, Hunter Pence, um, I said, honestly, I like him, and he will finally DH, so maybe there's some upside, with, like, a 290 average, 75 RBI's, and 80 runs, not that far off, um, Fernando Tatis Jr., you know, has the name, and he was a high prospect to be up soon, that was a pretty good one, um, I don't remember where he was drafted. to have to, he's being drafted pretty highly, but still, I think that was a pretty good call, Trevor May, I wrote good saves guy, maybe, um, Kingery had, like, an okay year, um, he could be, he can get into a lineup post-type sleepers, what I had for him, Hunter Renfro, home run potential, um, I had Roman Laureano, could steal bases, but I'm not sure where his slots up into the lineup, uh, he's like a 90th overall pick in, like, Yahoo this year, so I think that was a pretty good call, I had him on my team last year, he had, like, 20-something steals, right, and, like, a good amount of home runs, just really good stats for a late-round pick, and he's young, so I think there there are some decent guys on here that I wrote down. So if you want to pay attention for my names that I put down on my list for sleepers and breakouts or deep league guys, then you know maybe pay attention to that. If you thought my list was um pretty decent this year, uh, or last year, excuse me, the twenty nineteen list I think was pretty good. Um, had a lot of misses for sure, but a decent amount of hits too. That at least kept my eye on, and I added a few of those guys when they became relevant over the year over the uh, season for sure. Um, and that's what I'll be doing with like a lot of my sleeper guys that I have on this year's pick. Um, guys like um, shoot, I think I closed out a list, but, you know, there are guys that I'll definitely be looking at, especially prospects that haven't been called up yet, absolutely, um, okay, so I think that's it for the podcast this week, um, or today, I just wanted to give a quick update, and also wanted to, you know, add some actual content into this, too, so I hope you guys enjoy this, it's just me, obviously, this time, so, um, yeah, hopefully I'll see you in, uh, the next few days, okay. That's it for this episode of the Bacon Games Sportsbook. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And follow Jesse on Twitter at E-S-S-E-J-T-H-E-S-L.